Welcome to the Live Long, Lead Well broadcast. I'm Dr. Mark Jones, and today, my question to you is, is your mouth on a mission? Stay tuned, and we'll find out. Matthew 12, 35. A good man, out of the good treasure of the heart, bringeth forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure, bringeth forth evil things. Is your mouth on a mission? You know, there are so many of us that are endeavoring to do so many phenomenal things with our lives that really don't understand that what governs and directs and controls and either releases or restricts us in life more than anything else is the words that are coming out of our mouths. So today, my instruction comes in the form of a question. Is your mouth on a mission. This instruction today is designed to help us to become more intentional about the alignment of our confessions with our expectations. You know, if you were to take a review of the way your conversation goes, can you honestly say that your confessions are in alignment with your expectation? You know, I want to also cause you to think about this reality as well. Do you only use faith-filled words? You know, I have so many people that will say to me, you know, you're always so positive. And one of the things that I always retort to that comment is that being negative doesn't pay. It doesn't pay emotionally. It doesn't pay spiritually. It doesn't pay relationally. And it doesn't pay financially. So my only recourse is to remain positive with my confession. You know, the only thing worse than not planting the seed of right and well-spoken words is that we continue to dig up our seeds by speaking contrary to the things that we once confessed or said that we believed in. So one of the most important aspects of well-being in your total life is learning to create well-being through the words that you speak out of your mouth. Now remember this also, your life will follow your confessions. You know, my question to you is this, how would you speak if you knew that your life would follow your confessions? How would your conversation change if you knew that the world that you create starts with the words that you speak? Now, when it comes to the blessed mouth, whenever there's a blessing in your mouth, that blessing will always create a harvest of great things in life. So don't be careless with the words that you speak. You know, I referred to Matthew chapter 12 in my opening 
that says a good man out of the good ground of the heart bringeth forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. And what that tells me is, first of all, my mouth is a barometer for the condition of my heart. I want you to write that down. My mouth is a barometer for the condition of my heart. You can tell where a man's heart really is by the words that that man speaks from his mouth. Your mouth is also a womb of creation. You know, think about Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created, God said, God said, God said, and God saw. And what that tells me is that whatever you keep saying is exactly what you will keep seeing. So God expects that we will dig from the good treasure of a pure heart and bring forth things that are pure. Bring forth things that are good. Remember to always search your heart for something valuable to say before you speak. Now, remember this also from uh, verse 36. He says, But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. So I want you to learn to avoid using careless words. And remember to focus on becoming a steward, a good steward of the words that you speak out of your mouth. Remember this, God had no power greater to give you than the use of his words. He says in John 14, 23, And Jesus answered unto them and said, If a man love me, he will keep my words. That is, guard them, treasure them, hold them to heart, and act upon them. And my Father will love him, and we will come unto him, and we will make our abode in him. He says in verse 37 of Matthew 12, By thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. So now, I want you to think of this in the power context. Your words will either empower you or your words will bring condemnation. Your words will either speak that bring forth life or your words will speak that which brings forth death. So you have to train your mouth to not condemn you or undermine your goals, your objectives, and your agendas. Now, I want to speak of another issue that I find in the lives of those who are endeavoring to accomplish great things, and that is this use of profanity. And this is my own take on profanity. I believe that profanity or cursing is the absence of the blessing, the absence of God awareness. I believe that it is evidence of alienation from God because what is a curse other than absent of God in context? So we don't want to use our words. I recommend that we don't use our words for cursing. You know, the scripture says, bless and do not curse. And I believe that's the principle that we should take to heart if we want to make the most of our confessions. Now, I also want you to take note that the blessed mouth is a fountain of life. Matthew chapter 5 verse 44 says, But I say unto you, love your enemies, and bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use and persecute you. You know, there's a simple rule 
that this particular verse is replete with, and I really want you to think about it. Whatever angers you to perversion also controls you. And as Paul said, I don't want to be under the control of anything. I want to be led by the Spirit, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. If you cannot control your tongue, you cannot restrain your behavior. You know, you ever notice that once you say something, you're more inclined to act upon what you have said? So that's why you have to be very careful about the words that you speak. Because once words have been spoken, they demand action. You also want to focus on using your tongue in intercession. Whenever you intercede, you break the power of the persecutor over your mind. Whenever you speak out of anger, then you also begin to undermine your own emotional well-being. So you want to make sure that you use words that are constructive, that collate and coordinate with your goals, with your desires, and with your dreams. Now, it says in verse 45 of Matthew 5, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven, for he maketh his Son to rise on the evil and the good, and he sendeth forth rain on the just and the unjust. So remember this, a blessed mouth is the evidence that we are sons of God. You know, I want you to think of this another way. Whenever we talk about having conversation, we say that we exchanged words. Now, the very fact that words can be exchanged tells you that they are a medium of commerce and exchange. And what that means is that there is an economy surrounding words. Words authorize and initiate movement between realms. So we have to understand that as the scripture says, the, the tongue is a world. The spirit of this world uses the tongue in order to manifest its desires. So as sons of God, we have to use our words to manifest God's desires and his intentions which are in our lives. So we have to make sure that when we focus upon our words, we are using focused words. We are using faith-filled words. We're not distracted and then speaking from distraction. You know, we, we must understand and comprehend the significance of every word that we speak. We must avoid speaking out of emotionalism and speaking out of frustration. But we've got to ask ourselves right questions to ensure that all of our words are in alignment with our expectations. I'm going to give you an example of using the word to make right confessions. For example, there is this never again list that I want to run through with you. According to Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. So never again will I confess that I can't. Philippians 4.19 says, My God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So never again will I confess lack. In 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. So never again will I confess fear. 
It says in Romans chapter 12, verse 3, God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. So never again will I confess doubt and a lack of faith. It says in Daniel chapter 27, verse 1 and 11, verse 32, actually Psalm 27, verse 1 and Daniel eleven thirty-two, the Lord is the strength of my life. The people that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. So never again will I confess weakness. It says in 1 John 4, 4, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So never again will I confess the authority of Satan over my life, but I will confess the authority of God. It says in 2 Corinthians 2.14, God always causes me to triumph in Christ Jesus. So never again will I confess or even associate with defeat. It says in 1 Corinthians 1.30, Christ Jesus has made unto me the wisdom from God. So never again will I confess a lack of wisdom. It says in Isaiah 53 verse 5, with his stripes I am healed. So never again will I confess sickness. He says in uh, 1 Peter 5, 7, Casting all my cares upon him who cares for me. So never again will I confess worries and frustration. He says in 2 Corinthians three seventeen, Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So never again will I confess or even align with bondage. He says in Romans 8, 1, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. So never again will I confess condemnation or even associate with condemnation. He says in uh, Matthew 28, 30, I will never leave you nor will I forsake you. So never again will I confess loneliness. Now, these are just some examples of making right confessions using the word of God to align with our expectation. It, it makes no sense whatsoever to pray and say we believe what the word says. And then in our confessions, we fail to measure up in our words with the things that we say that we are believing. I want to thank you once again for tuning in to the Live Long, Lead Well broadcast. Please remember on Amazon, if you search Dr. Mark T. Jones, you'll find very vital companion resources to this information that I share with you here. In order to get Dr. Mark Jones to be a speaker at your next event, give us a call at 888-538-3577, extension 15. Or you can always come visit us at the Center for Manifestation, 3102 East Lake Avenue, Tampa, Florida. Until we meet next time, may you live long and lead well.